You ready? Cheap Talk 68, the comeback concert review. How was that? It's time for some Cheap Talk. Welcome to another episode of Cheap Talk. I am your hostess with the mostest, Tracy Yashulis. And I am joined again today by my partner in crime, Mary Kirsten. Say hello, Mary. Hello, Mary. Hello, Mary. (laughs) Today we are going to be talking about Cheap Tricks first post-pandemic lockdown concert, which was held on June 12th at the Foxwoods Casino in Connecticut. And I think I will just start by reading through the set list and then we will go from there. So the show opened up with The Summer Looks Good On You, followed by Come On, Come On, Big Eyes, California Man, Boys and Girls and Rock and Roll, She's Tight, On Top of the World, Need Your Love, Day Tripper, Light Up the Fire, Baby Loves to Rock, Voices, Stop This Game, I Want You to Want Me, Dream Police, Ain't That a Shame, Surrender, Alf Wiedersehen, and Good Night Now. One thing I would note right off the top is they actually played three songs from the new album, which was very cool. What did you think about those three songs, Mary? I thought they were probably the best ones to start with. Uh, We've seen them start a set without going into hello there especially when they have a new album summer looks good on you again not my favorite but it's i kind of figured that's what they were going to start with right i we did we did request that they try to start with just got back but i guess it just wasn't possible i believe the set list was pretty solid already before they even got there right especially with tom peterson not being there Right, and we might as well get right into that. Tom Peterson was not there, as I expected, really, because open-heart surgery is is pretty hardcore, and they crack your breastbone, and normally you're not allowed to do or lift anything until that bone heals, and that takes quite a while. So uh, we were kind of expecting it, but wondering who might be filling in, and to our surprise, but not really, it was Robin Taylor Zander. The his father is the man of a thousand voices, and he is the the son with a thousand talents <laughs> because he can play it all. Um, what did you think about him playing bass, Mary? I think he handled it very well. Even when there were the solo moments, it he wasn't playing like an an easy bass line at all. He was really, you know taking it to the limit right i thought he did an excellent job as he has done with every other fill-in type role he's played i mean he filled in for rick uh, along with larry when rick was out he filled in for dax on drums uh he's just a multi-talented kid well i guess he's not really a kid anymore but (laughs) um and also he Normally, there's a Tom Peterson interlude during a show where Robin kind of gives his his voice a break. And uh, this one was no exception. Instead of waiting for the man or I know what I want, though, uh, the song was Day Tripper. And that was sung by Robin Taylor, which I thought was pretty awesome. Yes, definitely. We had heard him sing that before um, 
when Robin does his his family show up in the Dells, but this was cool to see him play it with with Cheap Trick. It's pretty awesome. I know there was some uh, back and forth on the internet about how people some people felt like the band was trying to pull a fast one because of the way that Robin Taylor was dressed because he had on a hat and a scarf. But I, I would say that he's been dressing that way for quite a bit of time now. Wouldn't you agree, Mary? Yes, he's definitely changed the way he dressed from when we saw him, you know, way back. He's definitely taken on more of the the showmanship kind of dress that his father does. Right. And he's been wearing hats and scarves like for a while. Yeah. So I don't think there was any nefarious, you know, stuff going on. People, you know, they, I don't think they were trying to pull the wool over anybody's eyes. No, I mean, we would know it right away as we did. Right. I mean, there was no guesswork. It was, oh, that's Robin Taylor. Um, I think that the people who maybe felt that way are people that haven't seen him play with the band recently. Right. On top of that, you know, I think, again, he did an excellent job filling in. Rick, of course, was his usual self with the noodling all around. He did admittedly make some mistakes that he kind of laughed off. Uh, I didn't think it was as many as he seemed to think it was, but I am also not the person sitting there critiquing every note that they strike. Yeah, I mean, I think they're they're harder on themselves. We're just having a good time, you know. But there there were a couple of times when like one person would sort of stop playing or stop singing or look at each other. You could kind of tell they were goofing on each other when they were making mistakes. Right. Well, and then Robin had a minor equipment malfunction at one point, and he just sort of walked off the stage, which was kind of funny. I think his monitor, his in-ear monitor wasn't working or something. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, they, yeah, I mean, Rick said something about them being rusty. Yeah. And then he looked at Robin, and he said, aren't you rusty? And Robin said, yeah, I'm rusty, but I'm not rustic. <laughs> because Rick had said rustic by mistake at first. <laughs> So they were having a good time going back and forth with each other. I noticed, and I think Mary noticed too, that Robin didn't interact with the crowd as much as he usually does. But I think that that was because he was really concentrating. He was playing a lot of guitar, which he's not used to anymore. And he was also really concentrating on the words, getting the words correct. Right. Mm -hmm. You want to talk about Stop This Game? Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I really think it was the highlight of of the night. I mean, it started out as it usually does, just with like like a blue light and the the tone, and everybody's just waiting, the anticipation. And then they had the white spotlight down on Robin, and then he began to sing, and it was just so amazing.
couldn't stop talking about it. Seriously, I was like bugging people all night. Well, I know. I think I used the term hauntingly fan freaking tastic because it was haunting. Like the the echo was just right, and the, it was just like it gave you goosebumps. It was amazing. His voice was fantastic. I didn't notice any vocal issues with him at all. No. Uh, He did, however, not do the flame, which doesn't break my heart. It does break a lot of people's hearts, but not mine. Uh, And instead did voices, but that was fantastic as well. Everything was fantastic. I mean, we could be biased. So I'm happy that they did voices instead of the flame. (laughs) Same, same. The usuals then, of course, were there, like, I want you to want me in Dream Police, and ain't that a shame? Interesting thing about Surrender, well, there were two interesting things about Surrender. The first interesting thing was Robin Sailor, Robin's daughter, came out and joined them for that song, which I thought was cool. And the other interesting thing was Rick had said earlier that he was told he was not allowed to throw out any picks, and he was not allowed to throw out an album during Surrender. And he didn't, but you could see that it was killing him <laughs> to not. And also, normally in Dream Police, when he showers the crowd with hands full of picks, he didn't do that either, but he did <laughs> take two, walk over to the edge of the stage and just kind of drop them there. Sort of funny, you know. Um, however, he did flick a few here and there. Mary yeah. managed to catch one. He was running back and forth between the the mic stands and pulling them off and trying to flick them out to people. Yeah, I mean, you could tell it was it was like it cramped his style because he's so used to flinging so many picks, totally. and he really didn't like. So anybody who caught one at this show, you know, was lucky because there weren't any really to speak of. And he, uh, Rick, also read a, a little text message from Tom during the show, pretty much just saying that he's doing well and you know recovering and hopes to see everybody soon. Which was nice for those there's people who weren't aware that he had open heart surgery. So that helped to, you know, let them figure things out about why he wasn't there. Right. And as far as other like general concert related things was it was funny. We got an email before the concert basically saying that you couldn't do anything. <laughs> you had to wear a mask at all times. You could not leave your seat. You couldn't have any food or drink. There was no dancing. No socializing, blah, 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 which was kind of a bummer, but we were prepared to adhere to the rules because we don't like to cause, you know, a fuss. Plus, you know, we're accustomed to wearing a mask anyway. It was no big deal to us. I know that was a big deal to some, but we could have cared less. But interestingly enough, when we got there, um, the security guard came up to us and told us that we didn't have to wear a mask once we were at our seat. We also could stand and dance at our seat, but we couldn't, you know, walk around or, and of course there still was no food or drink or any of that stuff. So it was a little bit more relaxed than, than what we first thought. And also he did tell us though, there were no pictures or video allowed, which was very unusual for a cheap trick show. However, we snuck some in anyway. I mean, I, I heard somebody say that someone they were sitting near almost had their phone confiscated because they were trying to live stream. That did not happen to us, but we were kind of, I mean, we were in the front row, so it wasn't like they weren't going to see us. <laughs> no, I kept looking over at security every every time I was like, you know, taking some video. I was waiting for her to say something, but she didn't. So I was like, 
Okay, yeah. we got lucky. We didn't take a lot. And in a way, that's kind of good because then we were able to enjoy the show. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Any any other thoughts you have, Mary? I really enjoyed the songs that they chose off of the new album, The Boys and Girls of Rock and Roll. You know that one's my favorite off of the new album. Right, right. So I had a lot of fun with that. And Light Up the Fire, too. I mean, you kind of figured those were going to be the songs since those are the ones they had put out. So I really enjoyed seeing those live. And I thought it was so funny when they sang Baby Loves to Rock. (laughs) Because, of course, we're there. We're so ready to say the word sex. But, of course, Robin goes to the woman next to me who's sitting there in her seat. And he points the microphone at her. And she's just sitting there. And she's like, no, no, no. I'm like, come on. You have to say sex. And she's like, no, no, no. Yeah, it was too funny. Uh, Mary and I were all decked out in our checkers and whatnot. And, and of course, so he, he always goes for the people who look like they're uncomfortable or they're, you know, not having a good time or whatever. And those are the ones that he tries to get to interact with. And she was like not having it. Somebody actually thought that he was trying to get us to say it and we did it and they were all like what the heck they're all decked out in in checkers and whatnot and they won't say sex and i'm like oh no no that was not us (laughs) and it was funny because robin he was down in his kneeling position that he takes during uh dream police and he pointed over at us and uh lifted up his pants leg to show us that he was wearing checkered socks so that was kind of cute and uh, the only other thing I noted was it was interesting that there was no merch for sale. Now, I don't know if that's because they didn't want it due to COVID or if they just don't really have any merch to sell. It's hard to say, but there was none. They're always missing out on that money opportunity, I think, because we would always buy stuff. Yeah, I, I really think it was probably more COVID related because if they weren't selling drinks or food, I think merch would have come under that same heading. Right. You're probably right. Anything else you'd like to mention? I don't think so. I think we really, really summed up the night. It was a great show, a great first outing, and I look forward to uh, many more shows. Same here. Yeah, I thought for a comeback concert, uh, at least for me, it was you know, hit all the right spots. <laughs> it did it for me. Even though Tom wasn't there, I did miss seeing him because he's always so cute to watch. He's always got that big grin on his face. And But I understood, and I, I'm glad that he's taking good care of himself rather than risking it. And it's kind of cool that they kept it to them, usuals. You know, they didn't bring another person in, like John Brandt or somebody like that, to, to fill in. Because I think Taylor did an absolutely fine job. That's it. That's our uh, that's our assessment of the first and definitely not last show since the lockdown rules have been lifted. It was a good time had by all, I believe. Absolutely. Fantastic. Thank you for listening to another episode of Cheap Talk. We appreciate you tuning in and tune in again soon. I am Tracy. And this is Mary. 
And make sure to tune into the next episode of Cheap Talk. And that's our show. Trick Chat is an online nonprofit audio fanzine made by fans for fans. Any samples of music or interviews heard remain property of their owners. We are not related to Cheap Trick or any of their members past or present. If you hear anything you like from the band, go on Amazon or iTunes to buy it. If you enjoyed this show, like us on Facebook and rate us on iTunes. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm your announcer, Chelsea Epstein, saying keep cheap tricking. <laughs> Don't now. Now really, everybody cool it because I won't be able to get through this. Thank you for listening to another episode of Cheap Talk where Ken Mills is a pain in my ass. <laughs> Again, hot. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are your nipples hard again? Oh, my. Stop.